0: Thanks for listening to the Bridgeway Community Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. To learn more about Bridgeway, visit our website at bridgeway.cc. To watch this and all of our sermons, visit our YouTube page and be sure to subscribe while you're there. For sermon notes, click the link in the description. Today, Pastor Sandy Pope reminds us to listen to the one voice who will lead you into all truth and who is your true life coach, the Holy Spirit. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's sermon.
1: Greetings to everyone watching our online service today. My name is Sandy Pope, and I am blessed and humbled to serve at Bridgeway as the Associate Pastor of Discipleship. I'd like to thank our Senior Pastor, Dr. David Anderson, for the opportunity to share the Word of God with you. And as always, I give thanks to Almighty God, our Father. Without him... Absolutely none of this would be possible and I'm excited about the word that he has imparted to me to share with you. I believe you're really going to be blessed today. In fact, let's go to him right now in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, giving you all thanks, honor, and praise. We thank you, Lord, that we are alive today to receive from you. And Lord, as this word is shared throughout the masses, Lord, we pray that the Holy Spirit will be the teacher and the guide. And what is said will not rest on human wisdom, but by the Spirit's power. It is in the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ, our soon coming King, that I pray. Amen. Well, you know, that was a funny sketch that we just watched. And I want you to know that we are in no way against the life coach industry. I know that there are many of you who serve as life coaches, as a ministry where you help and encourage many people And in fact, there have been many people in my life who have been a Paul or a Barnabas or a, a, a Priscilla and Aquila who have helped me and taught me and discipled me and encouraged me in many, many ways. And as the body of Christ, we're a family of believers. So we should spur one another on toward love and good deeds. But as we are spurring one another on toward love and good deeds, I want you to know today that there is a greater power and a greater purpose that God has for you. I want to share with you a verse of Scripture where Jesus talks about this. In John chapter 14, verse 12, he says this, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do. Now, Jesus certainly wasn't suggesting that these greater works would be accomplished through well-intentioned human strength and ability. No, he was talking about the power of the Holy Spirit who bears the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But sometimes in our Christian existence today, We hear many voices that attempt to replace the power of the Holy Spirit and cause us to believe that we can operate spiritually self-sufficiently and spiritually self-reliantly when that goes completely against what Jesus said in John chapter 15. He said, without him, we can do absolutely nothing. And then sometimes those outside voices attempt to convince us that they know our God-given purpose even better than us, perhaps even better than God himself. So how have we come to listen to all of the other voices and not the single most important voice that will lead us into all truth? Well, today, I want to reacquaint you with the voice of truth, who is the Holy Spirit, your true life coach. So who is the person of the Holy Spirit? Well, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. And the Holy Spirit is a person. He is not an it and he is not an impersonal force. But the Holy Spirit is also God. And within the Holy Trinity, he is coexistent, co-equal, and co-eternal, working harmoniously with God the Father and God the Son. And the Holy Spirit was present during the time of creation, it says in Genesis 1-2 that the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. And the Holy Spirit was also present during the time of the Old Testament, but he didn't and indwell within people. Instead, he came upon people temporarily for God's purpose at that time. But in the time of the New Testament, Jesus talked about how the Holy Spirit would permanently and dwell believers and be with them forever. And Jesus talks about that in John 14, 16, and 17. He says this, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. Another helper. That phrase is so powerful because in the Greek, that means "alan." Paracletan, Alan meaning another of the same kind, meaning that Jesus was going to send somebody that was like him. And paracletan, paraclete, that's where we get that word from, which means helper, advisor, counselor. So Jesus said he would give another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be with you. And that was Jesus' assurance to the disciples that he was not going to leave them as orphans, directionless, and without divine guidance. So what does the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit teaches us. And in John 14, 26, it says he will teach us all things and bring to your remembrance all things that Jesus said. The Holy Spirit bears witness of Jesus, and we see that in John 15, 26. The Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. And that's John 16, 7 through 11. The Holy Spirit regenerates us. So at the moment when a person repents of their sins, and places their complete faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit changes that person from being spiritually dead to being spiritually alive, hence where we get the term born again. They are spiritually renewed and spiritually born again. And the Holy Spirit seals us and identifies that we belong to God. And as I mentioned earlier, the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. And then the Holy Spirit sanctifies us. He takes believers through the process of sanctification, that lifelong process where they are set apart by God to do God's purposes and they're made holy. And through this process of sanctification, it changes the way that I walk, it changes my actions, it helps me to be content and count it all joy, and it helps me to understand when I need to pray, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. So I want to share with you the first reason why the Holy Spirit is our true life coach. The Holy Spirit is our true life coach because he empowers us. You know, before Jesus ascended into heaven, as he was ascending into heaven, uh, he gave the apostles and the disciples some very important instructions. He told them to wait at a specific location and to wait for the coming of the Holy Spirit before they began their work in spreading the gospel. Can you imagine what would have happened if they had not waited for the Holy Spirit to come, and they just set out on their own and did that, it would have been a disaster. But Jesus told them to wait, and he said this to them. He said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the world. And then in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit comes on the day of Pentecost, and the Holy Spirit and dwell the disciples and all of the men and women who were with them in the upper room, and they began to do extraordinary things. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, ordinary people operate in the supernatural. By humanity standards you might not have the right credentials, you might not have the right education, you might not have the right pedigree, but when the power of the Holy Spirit empowers you, he will make you capable of doing things that you never thought you could do on your own. You don't have to wing it. You can rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. And people saw the extraordinary things that these ordinary people were doing. It says this in Acts 4.13. It says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. So as the Holy Spirit is empowering us to do what God has called us to do, he's making Jesus Christ known, and he's making Jesus become greater and us becoming less. So people see Jesus's power manifest. Jesus said, if I be lifted up. I will draw all men unto me. We must yield to the Spirit's power, though. And you know what that means? That means we have to get out of our own way. We must be careful not to confuse the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit with human performance or with talent Now, when I'm standing up here preaching the word of God, I have to yield to the power of the Holy Spirit. I can't do it in my own strength. It would quickly crash and burn. I have to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit for the words that God wants me to say, for the scriptures that he wants me to use. And I have to yield to the responsibility that he has given because I know that when I yield to the power of the Holy Spirit, the people who are receiving the message that God has given me will also be impacted by the power of the Holy Spirit. Then I am properly focused on all of the things that God wants me to do then the message that I am preaching, the motivation is Christ-centered and not self-centered. Also, just another couple of things. While the people of God are a conduit to lead us into worship and hearing the preached message of God's word, we have to be careful that those are not the only conditions where we experience the power of the Holy Spirit because you can't live a Holy Spirit life when you're always hanging on the coattails of somebody else's anointing. Can I say that one more time? You cannot live a Holy Spirit-filled life when you're hanging on the coattails of somebody else's anointing. Also, our Sunday church service is a wonderful time of fellowship, and I'm glad that we're able to come back together again in person. But it is not meant to be the singular experience where you experience God's power. You can experience the presence of God and the power of God Monday through Saturday. And then when you get to Sunday with fellowship with your brothers and sisters in Christ, that's the bonus of of experiencing the power of God corporately. Do you know what I miss in the Baptist church tradition I miss that 30 minutes before service where there was a time of testimony, where people would talk about all the things and all the ways they experienced the power of the Holy Spirit, and all the things that God had done in their lives, and they would testify about those things and they would encourage me so much. You know, through those testimonies, I would be reminded that I need the power of the Holy Spirit to redirect my thinking so that every thought is taken captive to obey Christ. It will remind me that I need the power of the Holy Spirit, my true life coach, so I don't get puffed up with knowledge. It will remind me that I need the power of the Holy Spirit when I share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it will remind me that I need the power of the Holy Spirit so that when I feel fear, I am reminded that the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives on the inside of me. And that God has not given me the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. So I want to share with you the second reason why the Holy Spirit is our true life coach. He's our true life coach because he guides us. He guides us and leads us into all truth. And here's what the scripture says in John 16:13. It says, When the spirit of truth comes, and this is what Jesus is saying, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Not some truth, but all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. So the Holy Spirit, our true life coach, guides us and he teaches us And he leads us into the truth about who God is and all God does. He teaches us what's truth and what's false doctrine. He gives us discernment to know the difference between truth and error. He helps us to know what's true about ourselves. Now, you know, I know we live in a world of social media where we scroll through and we see the highlights of of someone's life. And in comparison, ours may pale in many ways. He reminds us that we are significant and that we are a masterpiece to him. He also helps us when we face those times of discouragement when he's giving us a task that may be difficult. And sometimes we start out and then the enemy Satan will play that tape of all of our failures and remind us time and time again of all the times when we failed. But the Holy Spirit says this. He says we can do all things Christ, through Christ who gives us strength and he encourages us. The Holy Spirit also guides us in the way that we walk so that we're walking according to the spirit and not according to the flesh, which is our sinful desires. He says this in Romans 5. It says, for those who live according to the flesh." set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. So he changes our minds so we're focused on the things of God. There's another thing he does that helps me particularly. He guides our tongue so that we don't say the things we want to say. He helps us to keep scrolling when we see that controversial post on social media. You know, another thing he does is he also gives us discernment with the people in our lives. Have you ever had an experience where there was a person that God placed on your heart and the Holy Spirit gave you a nudge and say, reach out to brother so-and-so or reach out to sister so-and-so, and you reach out to them just to see if they're okay and you give them a word of encouragement, and they're so glad you did it. And maybe somebody's done that for you as well. So he guides us to help us to comfort each other. But he also guides us when we're in unfamiliar territory that's outside of our comfort zone, and he shows us what to do. You know, this happened just last week. Um, I was at our Columbia campus. I was working with Steven Taylor to record the announcements and. As I'm driving up, it's getting very, very dark outside, and um, Stephen let me know that we're changing the location for shooting the announcements from outdoors to indoors. And then I arrive at the Columbia campus, I show up in the C pod where the Creative Arts Ministry hangs out, and all of a sudden our phones start going off with these tornado warnings, like one after another. It was just this resounding sound of all of these alerts coming on our phone. And so immediately, Dante and and Stephen and and, uh, Tori Farnsworth was with us as well. Um, They sprang into leadership mode. Now, these are very humble people when they serve, but they transitioned into something that I had never experienced before, and I got to attribute that to the power of the Holy Spirit. They were like, this is what we have to do. And so uh, Dante quickly found the place where we needed to go and hang out, which happened to be in the green room and the ladies room. I don't know why it was opposed to the, the men's room, but anyway, Don, Dante said, this is the safest place for us to, to be in shelter while this tornado is passing over us. So we headed that way. Uh, Dante, Steven, and Tori led the charge. And then we're in the ladies room and we're, we're waiting, and we're talking, and I can look over, and Tori's a little bit upset. And she's texting her mom. Her sister, Sophia, is driving as this tornado is going on. And then the Holy Spirit just spoke to me and said, pray, pray right now. And I just started praying through the power of the Holy Spirit, the words of Jesus, peace be still, peace be still. While we're praying, the alerts are still going on. And we're just praying through the power of the Holy Spirit for this storm to pass over and for God to keep us safe. And suddenly, you know, the storm passes over, the alerts stop, and everything is okay. And what a great time of just fellowshipping and seeing God work in these these young people who are our future leaders to see how they're relying on the power of the Holy Spirit. And there's a picture here after the aftermath we say never forget because it was an experience for us uh, and we, we, uh, we thank God for just being in the midst, comforting us through that entire experience. So I wanna share the third and final reason with you why the Holy Spirit is our true life coach. The Holy Spirit is our true life coach because he is our constant comforter and companion. You know, in serving God, You may never leave a legacy. You may never write a book. You may never become locally or world-renowned. And there are people serving God in the world right now who are subject to abject poverty. But the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit provides them with comfort and reminds them that they are loved and that they are significant to God. The Holy Spirit comforts us when we don't have all the comforts of life. You know, 2020 was a very trying year for many of us, and it was a difficult year for me um, in in a lot of uh, challenging ways and in a lot of uh, grievous ways. Uh, But at the start of 2020, um, I was working a a full-time job. I had just become an associate pastor here at Bridgeway Community Church, and then I entered the world of seminary which added, on top of working a 40-hour work week, an additional 25 hours of study and and all types of things that that go along with that. And I just thought, Lord, how am I going to do all of this? This is so much. And the Lord would just encourage me to press forward, press toward the mark of the high calling. I would hear the Holy Spirit just constantly pushing me and pressing me to keep moving, to keep moving through it. And in April of 2020, my sister Pam passed away and I had to be the pastor for my family, something I never thought I would have to do, things that are all very difficult. But the power of the Holy Spirit gave me this. He said, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of Hosts. He also reminds us that we are never alone. During the time of 2020, for for those of you who, like me, who are single Pringles, who live by yourself, um, during the time of quarantine, um, it could be a very, very lonely time. But the power of the Holy Spirit provided me with so much comfort and letting me know that I was never alone, that God was right there with me, and I, that I didn't have to feel lonely. And it was during those times when I felt the presence of God the most. The Holy Spirit also helps us in another way. When we are too weak to pray, He intercedes for us. He fixes up our prayers when words could not be formulated. It says this in Romans, 8:26 through 27. It says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he also, he searches the heart and knows what the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Those groanings are the involuntary expressions of great concern and stress. And sometimes those groanings are tears, they're weeping, but the Holy Spirit understands what we're trying to say, what we can't convey, what we can't formulate through words. And through God's grace, he fixes up those prayers and he intercedes on our behalf. Praise God for that. So I want to share a summary of just what we talked about today before I get into our practical application. So we talked about the Holy Spirit being our true life coach in three ways. The Holy Spirit is our true life coach because he empowers us to do God's work. The Holy Spirit is our true life coach because he provides us with divine direction and guidance. And he is our true life coach because he is our constant comforter, and companion when we are weak and sometimes even when we're lonely. Let me ask you this question. When was the last time that you personally experienced the power of the Holy Spirit? And do you want to experience his power more intensely? Well, I want to share with you four practical applications for your life coach sessions with the Holy Spirit. So here's the first one. Receive from the Holy Spirit through the word of God. Receive from God the source of your spiritual power through the word of God. Jesus said this in John fourteen twenty six. He said, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all I have said to you. Now, here's the trick. He can't bring to remembrance all that has been said if you're not in the Word of God. So you have to be in the Scriptures. The Holy Spirit will bring to those things, uh, bring those things uh, to remembrance. You know, I remember I was um, doing a very difficult task for work, and I was praying for God to just um, you know do something extraordinary to, to put every all the pieces in place and to help me to, uh, to to make this successful that he might be glorified and as doubt would seep in there was a verse of scripture that had been implanted through uh, me receiving from the Holy Spirit from being in the word of God and that was John 11:40 where Jesus said um, um This was him actually talking to uh, to Mary. He said, did I not tell you that if you believe that you would see the glory of God? And that word just came to me and immediately um, I I knew that God was with me and it encouraged me and gave me courage to keep moving. But here's another thing that uh, I want to say. As we are receiving from the Holy Spirit through the word of God, there are sources that we need to stop receiving from. Let me give you a few examples. Astrology and horoscopes have zero insight into your past, present, or future. They cannot provide you with a future and a hope like God can. So you're basically listening to someone who is not your creator, who probably knows nothing about you, and frankly, they probably know nothing about astronomy or the solar system, uh, to inform you about your destiny. That is not where your destiny comes from. Read Daniel to see how useless the wisdom of astrology truly is. You know, and then also, this cannot tell you what your future is or what your hope is in. You know, this is a a, a sliver of paper wrapped in uh, cookie confection uh, that does not hold your future and does not hold your hope. So you can't really receive anything spiritual from this. It will guide you um, with, with absolute, it'll add calories, of course, but it will give you very little guidance on anything. So here's your second practical application. Reflect and meditate. So this is the meditation on the word of God that has been deposited inside of you. And meditating is uh, when you study more. Maybe you do a word study um, on um, some words that are in the passage of scripture that you're reading. But Psalms 1:3 says this. It says, uh, the person who meditates on the word of God is like a tree planted by the streams of water that yield its fruit. And its season and its leaf does not wither because this person is reflecting and meditating on the word of God. It keeps them grounded spiritually. The third practical application, and these are the four R's, by the way, react and respond accordingly. Now, this is the application of the word of God in your life because the word of God has been deposited into your spirit. You distinctively recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit when he is directing you. And when he's directing you, I got to tell you, I'm preaching this message to myself. When he's directing to you, don't recoil and don't shrink back. Move forward in the power of the Holy Spirit. And then the fourth practical application, repeat through your lifelong process of sanctification, continue to to receive from the power of the Holy Spirit to reflect and to meditate and to react and to respond accordingly. Now, these four R's are for those who repented of their sins and placed their complete faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And truthfully, the Holy Spirit can only reside a person who has done those things, who has placed their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. But perhaps there's someone listening today who may not have a personal relationship with God. First, I have to share some bad news with you, that all people are sinners and that they are bound for eternal damnation. And our sin problem is something that we can't resolve on our own. But God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to pay the punishment for your sins, for my sins, and for the sins of the entire world so that you can have a personal relationship with God so that you can be with him in heaven when you die. If you would like to repent of your sins, if you would like to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, all you have to do is say a prayer like this. Lord Jesus Christ, I know that I'm a sinner and that I cannot save myself. Today I repent of my sins. I place my complete faith and trust in you. I believe, Lord Jesus, that you died on the cross, that you paid the punishment for my sins. I believe that you rose again and that you are in heaven preparing a place for me. I accept your free gift of eternal life. It is in Jesus' name that I pray, amen. Pastor Dan, at the end of this message, is going to share some information about um, how you can get connected with us if you prayed that prayer or if even if you have more questions about what it means to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And it's been my pleasure today to talk to you about the person of the Holy Spirit. I want you to know that this is an expansive subject that can be preached through a month of Sundays. And so when we kick off Wednesday Night Alive at the start of the ministry year, we want to teach you more about the power of the Holy Spirit. So be looking at out for when uh, all of the information about Wednesday night alive gets posted. I want to pray for us now. Father, we thank you for this time of rightly dividing your word about hearing about the power that you placed in each and every one of us. I pray that each person who was listening, Lord, will rely on the power of the Holy Spirit for all of the things that you have called us to do. And now may The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with all of you. It is in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. God bless you, Bridgeway. Have a great week.
0: Thanks for listening to the Bridgeway Community Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. Remember, you can learn more about Bridgeway by visiting our website at bridgeway.cc You can watch this sermon and all of our sermons at our YouTube channel and make sure you subscribe. And you can download the sermon notes at the link in the description. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.